Hi. Hey, who is it? Oh, What's happening in your man. world? Fuck, I just, I'm ignoring everything. I just walked away and come and sat in here and this is what I want to do right now. Believe me, I just, fuck, what a morning. Eh? I'm fuck going to get arrested or set fire to or, you know what they're going to do? They're going to get pitchforks. They're going to drag me to the town centre and set me on fire. Oh, I saw that invoice. What the fuck, man? Is that <laughs> like gold plated or something? What's the deal? Oh, man, I made an absolute clap clap of myself about that. So... I go to pick it up, whatever, and I just tell say the guy, I bought a brake sense, uh, a wheel speed sense from there the other day. So I said, well, oh, you yeah. know, mate, I don't go to Repco, whatever, can I get a good price? And he's like, you know, trade price. I don't care, just lie to me. Tell me it's 264 bucks, and, oh, you can have it for, you know, 190 and I'll be happy with it because I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. But no, he goes, oh, well, no, you can't do trade price out of ABN. And then oh, I just, fuck off. What's oh, the point? Oh. I just lost my yeah. shit. And I, I told him he's a fucking idiot. I said, can I speak to the service manager? And he goes, oh. And he points, this little dude comes out. He's got the nice haircut, whatever. And he just sees me and just turns around and fucks off back down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, what a boss to have. Anyway. Oh, man, I, I put it, hey, you know what? Uh, I, unlocked what? The traction, I unlocked the traction control and just done the biggest backward fucking burnout in the car. Good work. But Good then work. when I, I clicked it into drive and stood on it, turned the fucking traction control back on. Man, that's just really annoying, hey? You know, it's like um, my new work ute's a Hilux, and the lights, it's got those daytime running lights. Yep. And it's a real fucking pain in the ass, because all you've got on the stalk is park... Oh, sorry, is auto, parkers, and on. So there's no actual... You can't turn the headlights off. So fair enough, you fire it up in the morning, but, you know, because I leave in the fucking pitch black, the headlights come on bright and they like zoom the house up like it's under fucking SWAT attack. So basically what I have to remember is whenever I'm about to start the ute or put it in, what I normally do is I'll turn the ignition on, pop it out of gear and roll it out the driveways to try and keep it quiet yep. like for the house. And the fucking headlights come on, mate. And <laughs> it just shines the place. So what I need to do is I need to remember to turn the parkers on first before I turn the key to ignition. The problem is the park lights are brighter than like the headlights on my Valiant. So <laughs> it still light, lights the house up. But the annoying part is you'll go into, say, a tunnel or through a, a dark kind of car park during the day. And because the lights are on auto, the lights come on. The thing is you go and you turn the car off and you walk away and hit the key to lock it. The fucking headlights stay on. And I thought, that can't be right. Surely they're supposed to go off with the key. Reading through the owner's manual, it's done for 20 minutes if you don't turn them off. So you've got to manually turn to parkers, then turn them back to auto to turn the headlights off when you pull up somewhere. It's fucking uh, annoying. I think we can agree that modern cars are shit, especially Hilux, because, you know, uh, 80s and 90s Hilux, there's no better Jeep. Like, they're as good as the Jeep, good as the American original yeah. mash Jeep. You know, the, they were, man, they were as good. And then I, unfortunately, bought a uh, 2012 Hilux. It was like a fucking Hyundai. Taiwanese yeah. assembled, whatever. G'day to all our Taiwanese listeners. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, we should probably start the show. Are you ready for the intro? Yes, do it. Simo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Yep, yep, that's a nice bit of guitar, that intro, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> G'day, everyone. Thanks for joining us for episode 32 of the Thong Slappers podcast. Redmond, are you present? Is your I'm, name on the list? I'm present and counted for. My name is on the roll. Fantastic. Listen, I'm just double-checking. We're actually up to episode 32. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see if it's going to iTunes. Let's see what the last one was we posted. Hmm. Yep. Episode 32. Thanks hey, can for we coming? Can we call it Pro Thirty Two? Sure. Any that, particular reason why? Is that Fred Gasavini or Frank Gasavini's Pro Thirty Two, or is it Pro Thirty Four? Oh, Pro Thirty Four. Just hang off a couple of episodes, and we'll pull that one back out again for you. Dyslexic. Fuck. Stop pulling out. You know that's not going to help. <laughs> Fuck. That was a tough car. It still is a tough car. I used to love it years ago when it was white, and uh, there was a feature of it in maybe Australian Street Riding or Supercar magazine or one of the, the thinner magazines, and it was on the front cover with all the panels just taken off, you know, because it was <laughs> always blur the lines between streetcar and drag car. But it is back. It has actually been put back together or on the track or on the road, whatever you want to call it, in the black guys. The, it's kind of got that full front spoiler almost looking thing where the, the front guards are, are blended together. It's a very tough car. 
Have you seen the uh, the YouTube clip of him pantsing it? It's either at Amaru Park or Oran Park. Have you like circuit around the circuit? Have you seen that? Yeah, fuck, he can drive. Yeah, well, you know, a good mate of mine and hashtag Mott Casey Johnson, who's got the white, you know, the white Superbird XC panel van, amongst yep. a plethora of fucking awesome cars. He's full old school like us. He actually uh, put me onto that video. He was there as a kid. He saw it all happen, and he said that car just stuck with him ever since. It's very cool. It's a good bit of driving, eh? Fuck, I just bit my tongue. God, that hurt. I'm trying not to slur because I'm really fucking tired. And I just bit my tongue in the process. Oh, hearing you, man. I'm flatter than hammered shit. Today's just been... You know what? All oh. this, Everything just turned to... <laughs> I don't know. Reverse burnout through a, 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 an unmentioned Townsville car dealership this morning with the shits. Do you know that you unlock traction control in a VESS and it will do a burnout backwards? Nice. Nicely done. I'm telling you, the fucking service manager at a certain specific dealership fucking knows that as well. <laughs> Good work. Hey, um, speaking of being tired and all the rest of it, how was your Easter? Did you get hey. up tomorrow? Oh, you worked. Oh, you poor c- <laughs> Now I just feel like an asshole. You worked, didn't you? I went to work. <laughs> <laughs> Near enough to shit is the swearing, I'd say. That is right. No, I I, I done uh, done the whole work thing out there in the middle of bumfuck. But no, it was all right. How'd you go with your Easter eggs, man? I'm. I, what did you say? Easter started on February when they released the first uh, rabbits. Oh, mate. Yeah, as soon as red tulip elegant rabbits hit the shelves, I'm fucking into it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you only get a short window of opportunity to. Well, actually, the window of opportunity is getting longer and longer. It seems like Easter eggs seem to start on Boxing Day, but it's. Kind of that thing I just make the most of while I can. And even a few days after Easter officially ending, I'm fucking nil stock. Like, I'm all out of red tulips. Like, I'd kind of, I don't know, probably smashing an elegant rabbit every couple of days. So well, what did, I've had a what shitload. Did, uh, what did St. Lucy say the other day? Simon's blood sugar's higher than the cookie monsters. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you eat a rabbit, when you eat an Easter bunny rabbit... <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel a bit dirty eating its arsehole? Well, you know what? I've never really thought about it, so thank you, motherfucker, <laughs> next time I eat it. And the problem is it's already brown. What do you do there? There's not one animal that I've ever not eaten the arsehole of and haven't felt dirty. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I guess at the end of the day, the way you probably buy mints or chicken nuggets or whatever, it's unavoidable to eat the anus of death. <laughs> hey, that should be our acoustic album, The Anus of Death, brought to you by the song. <laughs> hey, speaking of acoustic albums, actually not speaking of the acoustic albums, but think of naming things. If you ever had, this is something I've been meaning to ask you for fucking ages, so if you need some time to think about it, let me know. If you had your own, like, Irish bar, what would you call it? You know how they always have names like, you know, the, the pork and the whistle, or the, you know... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the boat rolls. Uh, if I had an Irish, I know. If I had an Irish pub, I'd call it Twice a Night. Twice a Night. Did what, you, why is that? Did you hear about the Irish girl? No. She liked it twice a night, to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Fuck on my sound, the dumbest clap clap. Anyway. We've got yeah. a very, we've got a very good. My local is an Irish pub, and I I drink a lot down there, and it's it's a really nice little pub. And a few weeks back, I felt like a uh, I felt like something to eat. It was about two o'clock, and I was a bit hungry. I'd been mm. drinking Guinness since about eleven, so I went and said to the Gen Y uh, hosty, oh, I don't know the fuck barman, I said, oh, can I just get like a a fried egg on toast? And she goes, yeah. And she looks at the computer, and she goes, no, nah, I can't do it. There's no there's there's no thing for us. It just can you do it as bacon and eggs with no bacon? So she fucked her. Nah. I said, can we talk to the chef? And she goes, oh, I never oh, thought of that. God. <laughs> so she drags the chef out and I'm like, mate, can I get a fucking uh, egg on toast? She says, yeah, fuck no worries, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, I think if I was going to go the um, like self-named kind of, well, not self-named, actually, when, you tell, when I tell you the name I'm thinking of, I'd probably go like the Fat Man's Tockley, something like that. <laughs> Come on down to the fat man's tockley. So can you I tell think the, the fat man's sausage? Just something no, like no. that. Tockley. Can you tell the people who are not familiar with Kogan the Cockless Detective <laughs> where Tockley and Smoo come from? Two great words. Tockley and Smoo. We're bringing Tockley and Smoo back, mate. I've just known them from around the traps. I've just been nicknames for you know penis and vajiji. That's all. No, yeah. what was the uh, the People magazine or the yeah was the People? Oh, of course. Uh, and then yes, in the great magazine in the nineties, it had a, a column called "Coog and the Cockless Detective." 
<laughs> and he's a card and he's a big buff uh, detective and every time he'd solve a crime he'd, he'd point to the sky and go god damn you god why don't I have a cock <laughs> <laughs> I could say the same <laughs> oh, not true but um, <laughs> actually one thing that we're talking while we're talking music I've got a couple of things to say to you and they start with this you ready uh oh is this because of the review I got you to do on In Excess and Charlie Sexton nope you ready Yep. All I see is washed away. I am the voice left from drinking. Do you know what song that is? I do. I do. We had 242 likes for that. I promised it 100 likes. You would sing that song. Fuck. Thanks for, thanks for promising shit on my behalf. Can I just say it like a poem? Can I just make it sound like I'm Redmond Jack Thompson and say, I celebrate my love for you? Nope, you have to sing it. You ready? I'll catch you. Three, two, one, go. Let me think about the part I actually want to sing. Okay. I really am fucking pissed off at you for doing this. Don't ever do things on my behalf ever again, you fucking What what about when I ordered us the moped from uh, Thailand and you had the shits about that as well? Like, fuck me, what's wrong with you? (laughs) It had an Adam's apple, and it wasn't quite a moped. (laughs) You put it on my credit card. That was the problem. (laughs) Yeah, mine's fucked. Okay. So this is only because I'm not going to be a total fucking sellout, okay? Just don't don't put me up to do shit ever again. It's not fair. So, all right. Now, I'm trying to think of the words. Hang on. In the sun, I will come to see Barbados. You're fucking happy, you crackler. Oh, that's terrible. And if people send us a like for Simon, never Fuck ever off. to sing no that. Fuck off, likes for like bullshit. Never to like sing on the thong slappers again. I will make sure this atrocity doesn't happen. <laughs> hey, you started it. It was all you're doing, mate. I wouldn't mind a dollar for every time I fucking heard that. I want to <laughs> speak to my solicitor. Listen, speaking of music, last episode I got you to do some homework. I actually sent you the YouTube links for Charlie Sexton's Beat So Lonely and also uh, In Excess, Don't Change. <laughs> Feedback, please. Oh, well, I listened to the In Excess, uh, Don't Change, whatever. It's a real poppy, kind of fuzzy. The guitar just sounds so fucking see-through, so translucent. It just In Excess took the place of Cold Chisel a little bit. Cold Chisel went to the States and they couldn't get it done because they were a pub band, they rock and roll. In Excess kind of went, you know what? What the fuck do you got? A kick is a good hour. It's... No, sorry, Kick is probably the best album that they've done. But I just, fuck, I can't stand in excess. Just, you know, at the same time we had Rose Tattoo, they were, they were doing rock and roll, you know. It's just, eh, I, I just don't like in excess. And the last thing they done was that, what's that fucking other Wheel of Fortune? What's paid? Not pay TV, what do you call that? Such and such, a reality TV to get a new singer. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Oh, okay. You remember well, Jay? Wasn't that Terence Trent Darby or something? JD Fortune. he end up being... JD ah. Fortune, he, he end up winning it, whatever. The thing that frustrates me with their music shows where they go, they get somebody on there and say, oh, you're going to be Australia's next star or whatever. Oh, this is the only chance I had. It's not. If you want to join a local band and get down there, you can sing Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. If you really want to do it and get in front of people, okay, fair enough. You might not get the platinum album and all the reality, but it just frustrates me when they get on telly and they say, oh, this is my one chance. No, it's not. If you love singing in front of people, have a look in drum media. Have a look in the local classifieds. There's 15 bands that want singers. And, okay, you're going to sing to 100 drunks. You're going to sing to 200 drunks. But you're going to get to sing, mate, you know? No, no, no. What you're missing is the whole thing where they say, it's the, it's the last chance I have to sing without having to fucking try. That's what you're supposed <laughs> yeah, to say. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. What, happened- what I don't get about that in excess film clip for Don't Change, what the fuck is Andrew Farris wearing? He looks like the Bush Tucker man. He's got kind of this safari suit on and this weird like jumanji hat like i don't know i don't get the connection you know what that jumanji hat's called a pith helmet <laughs> you beat me to it <laughs> i didn't even have to hold my tongue for that p-i-t-h pith. a pith helmet what would what would elmer fudd call it <laughs> a piss helmet he'd probably get that one fucking right <laughs> yeah now nah, um and i had a bit of a listen to the other charlie one man honestly i couldn't get more than two seconds into it just poppy trashy just yeah okay i'll tell you what at least when i pick you up for drag challenge when i forget to pick you up i'll be in charge of the fucking tunes and i'm just going to make you listen to all this stuff so bring your earplugs 
You bring you, you and I in that one year together, the radio's not going to get a chance. We're going to be talking like fucking interstate truck drivers in 1978, you know, just blah, much the same as what we're doing right now. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we should just record it. That'd be even easier. <laughs> and it, Save and, a bit of work. We'll record it, and if you don't send $1 to the thong slappers, we'll release it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, listen, before we get on to our Bible studies for this episode, I just want to do a little bit of feedback we've got through. Now, back in episode, I think it was 30 or 31, you were talking about the cover shot of how it had flick, and you were saying if you looked <laughs> at it quickly, it looked like fuck, yep. because the L... And the eye kind of blend together. And then we got talking about how that happens. Like my mate Clint Harry, it's always been a you know long running joke when you write his let his like first name in capital letters, the L and the I seem to blend. Yeah. <laughs> I got a message uh, from Aaron Henry just regarding this, and it's got Hey guys, listening to your latest podcast and just had a massive belly laugh, re Clint. We had a tech of the same name of the north side. We used to pack his parts and courier them out to a shed he could collect them from. We got a call from the courier company saying they wouldn't deliver any more parcels with that swear word in inverted commas on it, as it was really offending the lady drivers. Great work, Aaron. Good work, mate. Oh, that is funny as fuck. Why couldn't the lady delivery driver just be a bit resilient and go, ah, there you go, mate, you fucking clap clap or just yeah exactly just get some what do you call that white shit fucking liquid paper and just liquid paper out the join between the l and the i how hard is it ah it's easy you got to take charge of your own fucking destiny ah it's just easy to have a whinge and be everyone else's fault rather than having to piss yourself at a joke i'm like i was brought up by the baby boomers man if you couldn't laugh at them you know what you get Punch in the head. Fucking smack in the head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, next bit of uh, feedback too. This is from Anthony Crivelli, who's on uh, Instagram as Anth510. Now, the 510, of course, refers to the Datsun 1600, the model designation of that. But Anthony actually runs a really cool blog, I guess you'd call it, called buildthreads.com. That's actually build... What do you call it? It's like a hyphen. Not the lower one, the, the middle one. Build-threads.com. That's worth checking out if you're into that stuff. But I've got some feedback here from him. Hey, guys. Just wanted to say I love your work. I drive an hour to and from work, so I've smashed out eight episodes in the past week. Now I'm hanging out for more. I tried listening to a Yankee podcast today and just couldn't get into it. Need more thong slappers. <laughs> so keep up the awesome work. Cheers, ah, Anth. So thank thanks, mate. Yep, Appreciate thanks. you sending us in some feedback and glad you're enjoying the podcast as well. A blog. So that's like uh, where you take mince, tomato sauce and garlic. That's a blog, isn't it? A bolognese blog? Is it? What's a blog? Sorry, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually really good. I was checking it out earlier today. They've got some fucking awesome engine swaps on his page. Like it's some real high-end stuff and low-end stuff. There's everything in between. It's definitely worth a look. So if you get a chance, check it out. Mate, we should get into some Bible studies. Now, of course, for this particular episode, we are doing the latest issue of Street Machine Magazine, but for episode 33, we're going to be doing a Bible studies on the Old Testament, which is going to be a June 1987 horsepower Bible study. So before we get to that, let's just sharpen our wits on the latest issue of Street Machine Magazine when you're ready. I will only do it if you play the Bible studies theme for me. Go. <laughs> Your wish is my command, sir. You ready? Yep. Love it. Okay, Redmond Bible Studies, May 2019 Street Machine Magazine with a red 57 on the cover. Might as well start with the cover, actually. What do you got? I've just got to say May. Wow. How fast, yeah. is, how fast does the year go? Like, we talk about Christmas, Easter, the middle of the year, then all of a sudden it's just... I always say this in the crib hut. This is always my um, commentary. The year goes so fast. The year just turns around so quick. You go, you know, your summer's here, then your winter. But you have a look at your mortgage. You fucking thing's in low four. <laughs> Oh, I'm hearing you. Oh, definitely it's fucked. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like you see, you're like, right, oh, the year's gone so quick. It's bang, bang, bang. It's gone like that. Then you look at your mortgage. You're, what the fuck is wrong with you? You clap, clap. Why the fuck don't you keep up with Easter? And then the Easter egg. And then goes, oh, and then now it's fucking, you know, summer. It's winter. Fuck you. Right, I have got Street Machine May 2019 in front of me. Like I have had the Street Machine magazine in front of me since I was right. 14. Good work. And, the, and a big hello to our friends at Playboy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Your choice of Wank Palace literature. One of them, Simon. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, as do you want me to do my cover shot first? 
Yes, please. Uh, I, I think the tide's turning a little bit in the in the cover. Did you notice the word tit on there instead of the cum shot? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I can see it now. Yep. Yes. Bad attitude. If you cover the AT and the UDE, it says tit. And bad tit at that. And underneath it, it, it says... Could be an old, like, could be a friggin' flapjack. If you're a big, fat man, I'm a titty fan. Show them to me. But if you um if you cross out and make a titty, it says slam titty as well. So, yeah, thank you very much to the people at Street Machine for catering to my particular... Hey, the exclamation marks are gone. You see, they're redundant. None of them on there. Well, it's Easter, mate. They're probably on holidays. Well, they could be as well. There's three Phillips head. You see, they've got the little Phillips head things up um, between the Tassie Nats, English Wheel, and down the bottom at um, SLR 8000. It's got the Phillips head. Oh, yeah. Good work. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel a little bit sorry, mate, that they don't really give a fuck about the flathead screwdrivers as well. You know, it's the flathead screwdrivers of the world that get, you know, left behind. And realistically, if we're talking about keeping everybody equal, they need to put some flathead screwdrivers on there as well because, you know, it's it's horrible. It makes, honestly, I feel depressed that there's no flathead screwdrivers on there. Why can't there be flatheads? Oh, hey, you know, before, sorry, you know, before you said there were three and there were two at the top and one down the bottom, I actually lied. I can't see the one down the bottom now. I'm actually looking for it. Where is it? Have a look in front of uh, the SLR. Oh, the big massive one. Yeah, okay, sorry. Rear the big plus. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. I was looking for a red circle one. You're right, mate. Presume. Sorry. In, in this day and age, mate, it should be you know a bit of the flatheads as well. But anyway, that's just some of the bigotry that comes into our world, and I'm, I feel a bit depressed about it. But I think I can sew this up for you in one explanation, so you don't have to fret over it. Phillips heads, those sorts of screws, is what you associate with automotive stuff. Okay. But flatheads, that's what your fucking mate who's a chippy who builds his own shit for his car, that's what he uses. Like, flatheads is for, for woodwork and all that sort of crap, whereas Phillips heads is what you use in cars and metalwork and blah, 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 blah. Like a mate of mine years ago, remember ages ago I was telling this story about a mate of ours when we were teenagers who had a Gemini and I pulled into his driveway one day and he had the Gemini up and ramps. He was sanding the diff housing with an orbital sander to paint the silver. <laughs> Yeah, that same guy, he was an apprentice chippy, and he made all this wooden, like, shit for the boot. Like, he lined out the boot and big stereo things, and it was just full of flathead screws. And that's because he was chippy, and that's what he was used to. So, I think I could probably make it a bit easy for you by saying, well, mate, the flatheads just aren't going to get a run, because this isn't a woodworking magazine. Well, I'm never, ever going to stop talking about the panel van guys that started this gangster shit, mate. They built wooden bits and pieces for their interiors back before we had street machines we had panel vans then we had street machines so if we're gonna throw a big hat tip to the panel van guys who started this give us a couple of flatheads please <laughs> and i don't mean them shitty ford fucking boat motor fucking uh, boat anchor fucking heaps of shit <laughs> g'day to all our flathead ford fans who just hung up hey um the other thing have you ever noticed there's an EH on the cover of every single Street Machine magazine? Okay, I'm just looking to where that's going to be. Um, not in the, not in heart. Uh, oh, I can't see it. How do you spell Street Machine? S-T-R-E-E-T. Have a look at the first E in Street Machine. Underneath it's the H. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. There's, yeah, a, right. there's EH in every Street Machine. Yeah, um, I didn't open my mind wide enough to look at it that way. Yeah, have a look at SLR 8000. Uh, obviously, our friend Howard Bell. Have a look at the right-hand side rear tyre. It looks like a cheese cart. It looks like he's about to go to the Mackinets and do a big, world's biggest single pegger. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. So, uh, with our Mad Magazine tribute, open your magazine up, please. Okay. Open the yep. re- open the rear cover. Okay. And do you see it almost puts that 350 in the back of Howard Bell's car? That almost makes it SLR 8000 blowback. I was going to say, it's like blowback. Yeah, that's really cool. It almost makes it blowback. And yeah, I'm actually just flipping from front to rear because I'm not prepared to fuck my magazine like all the other ones. So, <laughs> Brett, but, I, but I can see it. I can I can see how that's going to work. Brett Abraham goes off his fucking nana. Every every month he's uh, posting, he lives the street machine magazine. He's like, it's like my postie's own fucking attempt at origami every fucking month. How small can I fold up this magazine? <laughs> but also, if you open up the uh, street machine magazine as far as you can on the front cover, it also turns Howard Bell's SLR into a two-door. So he cuts the back of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it turns into a hatch. So maybe, or a ute. Maybe it's like Tim's ute. Tim's ute is the fucking coolest Tirana going. And he, he just loves purest tears. He reckons 
no, no, no. That's not a uh, catch tray. That is to catch the purest tears when I turn up in it. I love it. Yeah. That's the third time SLR 8000 has been on the cover of Street Machine, as far as I can tell. Uh, April 92 and March 95. Yeah. yeah, well, it deserves to be. I can have it enough. That's right. Look at that filthy, fucking huge, big, fucking bulldozer motor in the fucking thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very cool. Very cool. Give me your thoughts on the cover, mate. Rightio. Now, first up, Bad Attitude, that Red 57 Chev. I have kind of seen a lot of this style over the years. It's the classic combo of a Red 57, Bad Attitude. Now, that, for me, has a bit of a double whammy. It's got Bad Attitude in that. It matches the mega huge rubber underneath it. That straight away gives the car a Bad Attitude. And uh, it's also the attitude thing about the angle of the shot, if you know what I mean. Like, the way the photo's taken, it gives the car lots of attitude, in inverted commas. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, the, the angle of the photo, it's, it gives the car, like, the, the angle of the car is, like, it's got attitude. So well, the car itself has got attitude because of how it's specced, but the also photo of it gives it attitude as well. So it's like double bad attitude. Because it's shot so low, I think the, the batwing, which is the defining geometry in a, in a 57 Chev, the rear batwing, they give it power in the shot. It's t- if you have a look, it's taking up a third of the shot. Easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And just such an iconic... And I fucking love boot lids of 57s too. I always... Uh, when I had that Matchbox 57 as a kid, the black one with flames, and it had the opening like a flip front, yep. I always used to look at how the boot... Like, you imagine the boot without the, the fins, it's pretty squared off. Like, it's very, very cool design, I think. Yeah. Do you want to make a joke about the number plate? Well, I was actually going to mention that. See, Joe Blow... I'm positive now. I should have looked into this, but I didn't. Joe Blow used to be the number plates on a Tirana, like some twin-turbo mega super-quick Tirana from years ago that I imagine must have been owned by this bloke. And then someone else came out, and their number plates were Blow Joe. I got the reverse because they were going to take out the Joe Blow. This is when kind of that that whole big super pro street thing was happening with who had the quickest street car type of deal. So I know there was Joe Blow, it was like a red Tirana, and then there was Blow Joe, which I think was a black Tirana. It was like obviously having a dig at um, the initial car. So, yeah, is that kind of the angle you were taking with that? Yeah, no, I was going to say... Blow Joe? Blow Joe. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, also, just quickly, just on the cover... Oh, shit. Did I even say anything about SLR 8000? Not yet. Oh, it's because I didn't write anything down about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, look, that's cool. I obviously sure. love Leader 8. Talk You've about, said enough about that car. We can talk about the. I love that. I haven't spoken about, it, but I love that um, bonnet shot. That's obviously a Photoshop thing, is it? Uh, I think what they do is take two photos and superimpose them over the top with some Photoshop added for goodness. Is I'm it, really not 100. percent Have to ask Limpy about that. Is it? Is it the Landu that has the actual Perspex bonnet? Yeah, oh, the XC. Yeah, that black XC. The Papa XC coupe does. Can yeah. you can you do a bit of commentary about how that reminds you of that? You know what? When I look at that photo of SLR 8000, do you know what it reminds me of? Nope. Jim Papa's black XC coupe with a Perspex bonnet. <laughs> You're fucking right. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's some good shit. Okay, mate. What have you got for Rigger of the Month for May 2019 issue, please, sir? I've got uh, page 46, if you want to have a look. Yep. It's Don- Checking there now. It's uh, Dom D'Agostino's Hatch. Well, that's tough, eh? It's, it's written by uh, Keen Hegarty. He's got a silent nine in his name, so I don't know if you say Canine Hegarty or whatever. And the photo's by a mate, Limpy. It's a super tough Tirana, isn't it? It is awesome. But, Black goes so well on these things. So as a streetcar guy, can I tell you two words, and I'll, I'll get your, your, inter- your input on them. Hatch sure. and, ha- and hardtop. Right. So to anybody who's not from the streetcar, hatch and hardtop. So obviously, a, um, for a streetcar guy, a, a hatch should be a... Uh, you know, that's an A9X or a, a Tirana hatch. But somebody that's mm. from, say, the uh, road construction crew would consider it a hatch as a manhole. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. How many filthy jokes do you reckon the manhole crew get every day when they're at work? They're like, fuck you. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> you and your manhole. Always talking about the manhole. And the um, and, and obviously the hard top. You know, the dentists call that a toffee apple. Anyway, the thing that I like very much is a few things I like about this Tirana, but mainly the uh, parachute number plate combo. Oh, yeah. Looks it, good. It, well, it looks tough. It's like a wedding ring on Stormy Daniels. You know, it says so fucking much. I really like it. <laughs> it's got the Holden donk in it, which, I mean, straight away, that was always going to be rigged. My monthly guy's decided to you know, stick to his guns. And uh, 
I like the pointers, you know, it's got the um, the bonnet pins, the cage, the interior, the chute, the bead locks. It's it's it, the harnesses. It's a it's kind of a race car that's a street car. You know, I like all them things that once upon a time we used to call pro street, but now it's just like a a, a decent hitting street car. Yeah, big time. A couple of things that just while on that, I'm just going to quickly point out. I love the Spider McGlurk intake manifold that harrop intake with the big spider branches but one thing too if you look at the bottom of page 46 he's kept the chrome around the tail lights like how often do you see that on the lhlx these days where someone actually leaves the chrome surrounds around them yeah well i, I had a bit of a comment on that as well with the uh well, oh sorry no no so with the, the the um holden badge on the front i really like the the, the reason i don't have a Chevy badge on my VE is because I really like the the lion badge. It's fucking awesome, and I and I like the way the the light has left the roaring lion. It's a real Holden thing for us Holden guys on the front. It's uh, I've had actually two friends in the last probably twenty four months buy Harleys, and the first thing I've convinced them to do is put a fucking Harley badge on it because the late model ones have got stickers on the tank. They're not even a badge; they're like a sticker. Right. So, now fuck that off, man. Get onto eBay and buy yourself a, a big chrome badge, a Harley Davidson badge. It's at sixty bucks at a Fuck the sticker, mate. You know, put the badge on there. It looks awesome, mate. Also, it'll fucking cut your artery when you get kicked over the bars when a taxi cuts you off. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have, you oh. se- have you seen the um, Street Machine badge I used to use a few SM a while ago? It was on... Uh, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, it's yeah, got like the, almost like a, the M's look kind of like a V for V8. Yeah, yeah that, we need to have a bit of a look at uh, doing that at some stage. So I really like that uh, Street Machine badge. That's something that I've missed. But um, have you got a rig of the month, mate? I sure as hell do. Now, I went with page 104, Nelson Granger's H.J. Kingswood. If you want to flick over to that, please. I've got it. I'm all, I am on 104. Good work. So tough. King of Kings, a very appropriate name. Now, a few things I love about this car. It's got a 580 cube donk, tunnel ram. It's got fat and skinny rims that are actually still 15-inch front and rear. It hasn't got, like, 15s on the back and 24s on the front, which seems to be all the the go these days, which I'm not really a fan of. And the thing I love the most is painted gloss black, but he painted it himself in his shed. I think at the end of the day, this whole build just impresses the shit out of me. He did so much of it himself, and also a massive thumbs up to Ian Kelly's story. He didn't miss a detail, so I think that's a, a fantastic story and a fantastic car. Great work, Nelson. I also love the little GDS touches it has on it, like the grill badge. It's still got the Monaro badge on the front. It's... Like, he's not saying it's a genuine GDS in any way, shape, or form, but he's just added those cool little touches that really pop off well off the black paint. If you look over to page 106, you'll see GDS on the rear quarters, which is a nice touch, and fucking how good is that paint, seriously? For something that someone's painted at home in the shed, he's done an amazing job, so massive thumbs up. I love that car. With that um, home paint job, the words eager beaver ever come to mind? Yeah, I have actually graduated to a spray gun, which I'll talk about in an upcoming uh, Domestic Bliss. But, yeah, it's amazing what you can achieve if you just put the time into it. Hey, that, home, I, that's for sure. I agree. I've got some comments on that actual photo shoot in some other sections. Hey, um, I hate to be a pain in the ass. My phone is just throwing up at 8%, so I'm going to have to go to the other room, get the charger, come back in and put it on charge. So I'm going to be... Uh, sure. Give me a I'll sec. Just keep talking about that. Sorry, don't play VJ McKay fucking music. <laughs> Great photos by Ben Hoskin as well on that car. So very much love it. And I love the way that the actual engine looks like it's struggling to fit the engine bay. It's almost like as if the engine has actually been enlarged, like magnified for the engine bay. So very cool, very tough car. Even looks good kind of from all angles as well. Ground control to Major Tom. Yes, sir. I've just been talking about Nelson Grange's HJ. I also love the Mick Fry number plates. McLovin, the Mick Fry number plates. So, very tough car. Very super tough. It's a, a awesome car. It's very nice. The colour's yep, perfect. It is. Hey, you got a poster child for me, mate? No. Fuck. <laughs> Come on, Gus. Get your shit together. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I sure do. I really like the 57 Chev, how they've done it with a real blacked out background against the red and the chrome and the stuff. It's a real old school red, chrome. The poster itself is outstanding. The car is obviously delicious. Like, I could eat that fucking thing on toast. But have a look at how the, the, they've got the street machine font. It's got the red and it's got the black. Very clever, the way the shadow falls. It's a really great poster. What If you were to choose a poster, what would you choose, mate? I went for the blue XE. Yep. And that's mainly because I love XE Fairmont headlights. You know how, like, the XE Fairmont headlights are wider than a normal XE headlight? No. So you've got a different bonnet. The bonnet's actually narrower 
to clear the headlights. I just love those fronts, so that was a pretty easy choice for me. And that's a tough car anyway. The blue looks awesome, like the wheels, just tough car all around. It was an easy pick for me. I didn't know that the Fairmonts were wide in the car. You've got it bad, eh? You've got street car bad in your veins. <laughs> oh, listen, I don't know. I just I just love this that shape. Like, I love XEs over XDs or XFs any day. There's something about them I really dig. I love our um, our mate that's passed away now, Wayne Draper, man. He's the king of XDs, XFXEs for me. I love all them. Oh, um, fuck. Big time, yeah. He's, yeah. He's got a great... Oh, they've got a great page. I think it's Ho, H-O Phase 5. I don't know what it is. Who gives a fuck? It's not an ad for him. Just check it out. These cars are perfect. They, and they're still built. Yeah, that's right. And they look awesome. And I look, I, I think that Group C look suits that model of falcon better than any other car on the road even commodores i just think that on falcons they just look fat and mean no question yeah there's a place in our uh, in, in our scene for more of that kind of thing i really enjoy the uh the group c look the flares how do they make a bluebird look so if you have a look at a normal bluebird and you go yeah okay it's like a datsun 1600 but when they put a group c kit and you go actually that's pretty cool <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. No, anything with massive flares. So long as it's got the wheels to fill it, who gives a fuck? Go your hardest. What have you got for a tough shot? You got any tough shots? I sure do. Speaking of that XE, that was actually one of my tough shots, page 64. Just that, that photo on the... the well, it's the only photo on the page. It's an easy one. I just love the look of it. I think that colour's amazing. I love the wheel and tyre combo. And as I mentioned before with the poster, I love the uh, Fairmont headlights and bonnet on that. I just think it's a really cool look. Can I buy, yeah. can I buy a shaker? Yeah, go for it. And a shaker on that. The power vest in the fiction, boom, shaker. <laughs> All right, next one for me, page 105. Again, Nelson Granger's HJ. If you have a look at the photo, the engine bay photo on page 105, or oh, it's actually the overall front yep, of the car. The Monaro. I was just mentioning this while you were on your break. That engine can hardly fucking fit that engine in that engine bay. It just looks like it's bursting at the seams. It kind of looks like Jeremiah the Bullfrog just sitting in there all fucking puffed up, ready to pop out. I love the Monaro badge and the GDS badge. Um, something we're going to talk about a bit later, some stuff we got planned. I had a GT badge off, and uh, it, was, it was just from rare spares. When I was in high school, somebody gave me a GT badge that was meant to go on an XB. Right. And I've always loved that little GT badge that goes on an XB. I don't give a fuck, mate. You can put on a Saliki. You can put it on your toolbox, put on whatever. But So the Monaro badge on the front of that is smicker just a real point back i really enjoy it yeah big time mate flick to page 115 please for the last of my tough shots <laughs> wow peter bartrop's fx custom like how tough is that thing look that entire story by tim bartrop is a winner i fucking really enjoyed reading that i love all that old school like early custom history like australian custom history but that fx i just think it looks so fucking sick and I never say sick because I'm not fucking 13, but I really think it does look really cool. That's excellent. Hey, you are 13. Let's just get that clear. You are 13. But, um, wow, there's a, a lot to take in in that photo, isn't there? Yeah, big time. You know, I think that's just... I'll just leave it exactly how it is with the primer patches and shit all over it. And I kind of just think it looks so cool. That's had, yeah. a, that's had a roof chop, hasn't it? It looks like it has. I was wondering the same thing, but I think it must be the angle of the photo because there's no mention in the photo uh, in the story about it having a roof chop. But knowing me, I probably just read it but didn't see it. But tilt bonnet. Yeah. It's got the Mazda three two three bonnet. The photo above it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, the Renault bonnet. Remember that well. So, what do you got for tough shots, Digger? Lots, man. I've I have got voluminous again. What page is it? Page ten. Got it. Yep. Yep. Honestly, and I can say with no hypocrisy or no rose-coloured glasses, I put that guy, it's obviously Lynch in his crawl, up there with Brock and, Lou- mm. Brock and Lounsey, mate. I do. He's someone that is the only unblown car in that class. Yeah. He, dri- he always pulls off a massive, great, wicked display, doesn't he? He's the best driver. And then I, 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 because it's, I read something in there once, he reckons he's got the junky old LS1. He goes, he smashed the cam up and it chewed the fucking lifters. And he goes, I went to the fucking wreckers. <laughs> It's 500 bucks. 500 <laughs> buck repair. I mean, most of them burnout guys are spending 5,000 bucks at the dyno, let alone the build. Yeah, Lynch, yeah Lynch, exactly. He's our guy, man. He honestly is our guy. I really enjoy it. But um, page 18, please. Yep, the LC. Yep. <laughs> that is such a cool... The, everything about that works for me. It's like, um, it's super tough. It's got the fat jelly beans. Yeah. Look at the dish on them. It's got 352 Yokies. Fuck, man. Where the hell would you get those? They're either as old as the hills or he's got some special fucking warehouse stocked full of them. They're very cool. And that chrome air dam. Remember that chrome air dam on the front? It used to be quite popular on... Uh, yeah, air. big time. Yeah. 
It's got you the could chrome, buy them from Goody's Speed Shop. It's got the chrome roll cage. It hasn't got the you know the, the black roll cage with the padding and stuff. It's got like the chrome roll cage and a six-cylinder as well, so that's going to help. Yeah, it's funny. Can I just add in, just while we're talking about this particular car, I had it as a special mention, and it was mainly because of kind of what you've said, but also the flares. I love the flares on it, and the side pipe looks tough it's, as well, hanging out. I just think it's all around. It's a fucking tough car. It's, uh, it's wicked also is raising awareness for um, men with one thong disability. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the other the other thing is, Simo, can you tell them what's the rule at Thong Slappers if your photo gets printed in Street Machine with your hands in your pockets? Oh, it's a carton. It's a carton. Exactly. Fucking old, oath. Old pop yep. billiards. <laughs> Mark, you owe us a carton. That's a carton each, by the way. Yep, that's, so that's right. Just whenever you can. Look, hot's fine. I'll get it chilled up quick enough. Don't panic. Page 52. Page 52. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, page 52, it's got Sean Leonard bench pressing an RB30 engine. Jim <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold. Right That's there. fucking dedication, isn't it? Changing an engine at an event. Uh, Much more dedication than I could ever have. Apparently the bearings are fine. He's trying to do a bit of bench press. <laughs> page page 56 from here. Yep. Troy Campbell's Mazda 1000, man. Have a look at that thing. Blown to the sky. Gold Simmons, coloured bumpers. Fucking, and have a look. The guy himself's got Masua sandals on. <laughs> Oh, the old masturbator sandals. That's right. Wanks your feet off as you walk. What? <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Those masseurs. They used to be called masturbators because they massage your feet as, they, as you walk, like stroke your feet. Episode 33, we're going to have a masturbation-free episode. Okay, you started it. I'm not making promises I can't keep. Right, page 92. 92. Yep. Hit me with it. Hey, have a look. Mike Drew's WRX engine Beetle Volkswagen. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I asked a question a while ago. I asked a question when we done one of those throwbacks. Will we ever see a Beetle in Street Machine again? The answer is yes. Yes, sir. Uh, no, it's very tough. And look, I actually put this down as a special mention. I'm just going to while we're on it. Yeah, look, I love that thing. I just love how he talks about. Oh yeah, no, it was spinning one wheel when we hit the boost. It's like that must have received the Jake the Peg Leg Award <laughs> when they're actually at the salt for sure. But the, how cool is that? It's an hit award. boost. Oh, yeah, it just fried one wheel. As a, car, as a car guy, isn't it an awesome-looking car? It is a super cool-looking car. It is cool. You know, I'm, I was actually looking at it wondering if it was a... It says 63, so I know it's not going to be. But it's been chopped, of course. But I was, I was really hoping that it started life as an over-window bug. But, you know, the way it's yep. chopped, it kind of almost looks like it could have been. But it's it's not. But I kind of wish it was. But just quickly talking about peg legs... The one thing I find really funny, you know, we got sent that awesome video of the guy in the HT, like the patented <laughs> HT, doing a massive peg leg. Yep. And we put that up on our Instagram page, which is at the thong slappers. And people are like sort of saying, oh, like as if not bagging it out, but saying, oh, well, you know, like two wheels is better. But the thing people need to understand, I love a good peg leg burnout. I fucking think it's awesome. Everybody What's loves wrong with yeah, that? Everybody loves a peg leg. Yeah, we never diss a peg leg. Like, we don't post that shit to bag fuck out of it. We post it, you know, we think it's awesome. I mean, it's it's 3 a.m. on night shift and you're on the forklift and somebody's just washed the concrete floor and you do a peg leg. Does that thing feel, you know, do you feel a bit little because it's only one little? Do you think, fuck, that's cool? <laughs> I think, fuck, that's cool. Exactly. Any day. Hey. Yeah. As long as you're standing on the right side of it, like, as in the correct side of it, it's a fucking win-win. Burnout's a burnout. Page 108, Nelson Granger's HJ. Have a look at that photo, mate. Know it very well. I've studied this car inside out, back to front. Oh, perfect. Perfect yep. everything. Stance the works, isn't it? That could go on the wall of the podcast. That's so fucking cool. And you know, tinted windows. There's never, for me, there's never enough tinted windows in street cars. I love that thing, but particularly for the tinted windows. The way the light hits the bonnet in the rear quarter, that must have been a bit of a tricky tricky photo, actually, for the guys. That's um, Yeah, Ben Hoskin did the photos. That oh, that to me would make a great poster. That yeah, picture. exactly. I think it's fucking great. Ben Hoskins yeah. is no fucking joke, mate. He knows what he's doing. I think he, that is a beautiful photo, but the car lends itself to it as well. It, it, it's really magic. I, I enjoy that. Uh, page 140. Sorry, man. I've just got a few. Uh, I had so much fun with this. Uh, with this one. Uh, page one forty. So at least you're going in the right direction. You're not yellow pages, me. So that's all right. Oh, okay. Yep. Go for it. Page one forty. Uh, Lyle Holmes. It's in uh, a Lyle Hop in Arby's column. The Hemi Power Camaro. Man, have a look at that mm-hmm. photo. That's um, that's Alice Cooper. That's uh, oh, what's that guy's name? What's the guy that done the? 
what's the guy that done the songs for Krusty Demons? Um, Rob Zombie. Oh, Happy Bear. It's in Arby's Colour Man, and it's uh, Kyle Hopps. Check out that car. That's Rob Zombie right there. That's uh, Alice Cooper. That thing is so damn tough. That photo. That's a car. Can you believe that that thing is a fucking car in that photo? Yeah, it's very tough, eh? I love the colour too, just as a sidebar. It actually looks really cool in that colour. It's wicked, man. That's everything. There's so much to drink in with that photo. Um, Can you flick to page 154, please? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> do it. Do it now. Well, this is written by Mutt, mate, and knight of the thongy table, uh, keeper of the Tirana Oracle, and a blaster of dirt bikes, Andrew Broadley, one of our very good mates at the Thong Slappers. G'day, Broads. How's it hanging? <laughs> but how good is that? This is the tough shot of the magazine for me. Look at the fucking thing. Yeah, very cool. So let me read it to you. What's it say? It's... um. 564 cubic inch and for the decimally educated for the metrical educated 9.24 liters this fucking thing could tow b doubles or b triples for linfox mate i just love the way that the intake is sort of curves over the top of the tapper covers i've always loved that feature about now this of course this motor is uh goes into howard bell's slr 8000 and i've always loved the way that the intake curves over the top of the tapper covers I think it's a really good look. Have you got any special mentions, my friend? I sure do. Now, if you can please flick to... We've done the Mark Saunders LC. So could you go to page 32, please? I am at page 32 as we speak. Okay, smokes. Now, this is back to Howard Bell with SLR 8000. I just want to talk a special mention, a comment he made, which was, these days the purists hunt you down and set you on fire. <laughs> now, he's kind of talking about... Um, like the the reaction he gets because his car's a genuine SLR 5000. And I like Broads' next question, which was, what do you make of people who wrap cars like yours in cotton wool? You know, and that's sort of his answer to that. But uh, I think at the end of the day, give it 20 years' time, no one's going to remember Joe Blow's fucking matching numbers, matching air in the tyres, SLR 5000 resto. But this fucking Tirana will go down history. It'll be remembered by generations of people. So, you know, fuck the purists, really. Oh, do, you, do you want to know how much I've enjoyed that Toronto? I did not know it was a genuine SLR 5000. Yeah, but he bought it and just doesn't give a fuck. He's just doing it his way, and that's how it should be. You know, you're not going to go to your grave going, geez, I wish I'd restored it to a matching numbers SLR 5000. What What for? Yeah, anyway. All the guys in the early 2000s that um, changed their stickers to, you know, um, GT 408, you know, all the, all the Falcon guys... Originally changed the stickers, all the Subaru stickers and stuff. I remember once you you mm. told me, "Hey, Howard Bell was one of the first guys. He went to SLR eight thousand, and I thought, fuck, that's cool.' Yeah. Remember that? I do remember that, and that was a thing. The other car I saw around that time, I can't remember whose car it was, but it was another SLR. I think it would have been yellow and black, and it actually had SLR fifty five hundred on it, and it was SLR fifty five hundred, which I thought was pretty. You cool know what? Too. That car is actually in Reader's Rides. That SLR 57. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, oh, man, I could never track it down. But I remember I've seen it once in Reader's Rise, which is one of my favourite second stream machines. And there's also another. Actually, no, it might have been Reader's Rides had the SLR 6000. Six yeah, okay. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. I, I like all that stuff. Just do it however the fuck you want it. That's the end of the day that works for me. Mate, um, page 68, please. Blake Evans VL, the white one. Got it. Okay, if you look at the photo of it from the rear at the bottom of page 68, now, of course, this has got a turbo LS in it, but the thing I love about this car, besides the fact it's a fucking cool car all round, I love that he's used the factory turbo badge, you know, with like yeah. the block kind of lettering. I love that he's kept that on the boot lid, and I think that's just a really nice touch. And it's, I remember back uh, around 87 or 88, 89, you could get that very, very similar turbo badge from Repco. <laughs> <laughs> Now, special mentions. Oh, we've talked about the Beetle. Just can you go back to page 92, please? Up to 92 or back to 92? Uh, up to 92, Sorry, thanks. Was, I, was I being a uh, metrically correct purist? Probably. 92. Well, that's all right. Gotcha, yep. Now, at the top of the page, you've got Greg Telford with his grey-powered yep. belly tanker cracking 140 mile an hour, which I think is a really fucking cool. Just the fact that, hey... You know, that is going for it with whatever the combination they want to go with. He's not pulling the grey motor out to put something else in and go 200 mile an hour. He's just got his own hopes and dreams and he's fucking going for it. So good on you, Greg. I think it's really impressive. Old grey matter. Yeah, mate. The old grey matter. So, what do you got for special mentions, sir? Everything. 
Okay. Okay, can you go to page 13? Thanks. Right. I'm yep, here. something that affects me. See, it's got their little story on the right-hand side about drive at North Queensland, Townsville Motorsport Facility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, we're all on tender hooks. We're hoping so much that this goes forward. So it'll be a real, real difference to... You know what? I'll be able to buy a higher busser and, and drag race. It'll be. They shut our drag strip down about five years ago and done nothing. They yeah. shut it down and they have. And you know what? The fucking clap claps haven't even built houses there yet. They said, "Oh, we're gunning," but they haven't yet. So fuck them. You know, when I was up in Townsville last time, I drove past where it was and I could hardly even see it. Like I couldn't recognise the land anymore. Yeah. So it's just left to be overgrown that badly that you wouldn't even know it was there ever in the first place. they should let us run there. They'll say, cool, I used to, the only drag race that I've ever participated in, only section drag race, I was on my road bike. I've never taken my car out there. My brother took my car there, but I've, so the only sanctioned drag race, I was on my road bike, and the guy walks up and he's like, oh, you got covered in shoes and blue jeans. He says, yeah, you'll be right. Because <laughs> no leathers, no nothing. And, and he grabbed the front brake lever and he's, yeah, yeah, feels good, mate. And he, he signed off the scrutineering or whatever. It was 20 bucks to race, mate. It was about 2008. You pay 20 bucks and it was so much fun. It was such a good atmosphere. It was really good. Exactly. You should take the VE there and race it. I, I definitely will, mate. We'll, yeah. go, we'll go out and have a, a day at the races. There's no problem with that. There's a guy out there that had a 253 uh, Tirana. And I remember he used to run with his wife all the time, and she'd sit in the passenger So, Mate, he used to do fucking 20 18-second passes a night, but the biggest smile on his face, and, yeah, it was, it was really enjoyable. <laughs> we, oh, no, I can't tell that story. Righto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, just on that, St. Lucie and I have done that a few times too at Willow Bank at the Tess and Tunes, racing both the red van and also the uh, six-cylinder Fiji hardtop we have. Yeah, and she just sits in the passion to side, yeah. What would be cool, I reckon, in that in that kind of thing, is both of you have a go and see who gets the best time, because you can't, there's no, okay, we've got the same tyre pressure, we've got the same engine, we've got the same, who, who gets the best time? <laughs> yeah. Same car. Yeah, I, I definitely need to put a rev limiter in it, she's going to drive it. Okay, so page 21, can we go to page 21, please? I've got a lot, this... Uh, this magazine was good. I, I get it late, obviously, because I go to work, so I, I really pour over it when I get it, mate. Page 21. Oh, here we go. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, got it. Um, it's a racing equipment supplier, obviously. Um, oh, so have a look at the right-hand side. See, it's a wrenchware, tableware fucking set. <laughs> yeah. What the actual fuck? If anybody has this thing and uses it, and you send me a photo, I'll send you a photo, and you send us a photo to Thong Slappers, I'll send you a photo of my cock. Like, seriously, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh, that's just a man cave accessory, you know, for the trophy hunters. That's all that'll be. Is it a manhole accessory? <laughs> Maybe. The other thing is, on the left-hand side, see, it says low cost, no, hassing, no, uh, no hassle, no shipping and bits and pieces. If you have a look where the plane is, it's over, obviously, um, South America, and there's America. Mm. They've fucking missed Australia, and if you had to use the scale, we're going to run into Africa before we see Australia. Where the, what the fuck is up with you guys? <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, remember we you remember it. we got the America's Cup off your page forty one. Yes, I'm here. Right, um, <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, we don't do ads. We don't give a fuck. I'm not even going to mention the name. But if them three engines on the bottom are all carby, which I think I don't, I can't really tell the difference between what they call that Holly Air Fire, whatever. But if they're all yeah. carby engines, how fucking tough are them? Is that for a photo, mate? Oh yeah, it's a great photo. They are all carbide engines by the looks of it. And that would be super cool to have. Like I'd just be happy with one of them. I don't even need all three. See the LS3, LS7 and the LS Next. Man, we've never been in better hands. I think streetcars at the moment are very, very lucky. It's easy to say, oh, this, that and the other, but how tough is that? That's just in it's an ad. Yeah. No, that's right. Look, the Shafroff race engines, we can say who it yep. is. I've had a couple of friends buy their engines and they fucking love them. Never had a problem with them. So that's always a good thing. And um, yeah, I'd, if I had the money, which I don't, I'd easily buy something like that. It's probably cheaper than building one yourself these days. I just love the look of the engines. I mean, that's tough, man. That's just right. Are you guys? You, you know, you, you you're ahead enough in your mortgage or whatever, and this that and the other. Look at the engines you can go and buy. Obviously, you're not insane, but we can too busy paying for fucking other shit. But um, can you flick to page fifty? Four, please, my friend. We've got um, Darren Triffitt's blowing small block Chev HDT with gold wheels doing a massive burnout. Fuck yeah. If that's, if that's yep, what a HDT it. is, all is good in the world. Can you flick to page 55? I had that as an action, Jackson. Just that's right. Know. If, if so, that's yeah. what... Uh, yep. Page 55. Have a look at F. Have a look at um, Matt Waters. I love the number plate on his butterflies, A eh? 202. <laughs> 
That's cool. Quick flick to page 71. Yes, Have sir. Have a look at the bottom of the VL. That's a non-Adidas VL. That is non-Adidas modified. We've got our great friend Marv at VL Tuna Mag. Yeah, it's a super cool car. I really, it's really impressed with this to thing. Me, to yeah. me, that's what a VL looks like. So it hasn't got the Adidas fucking tracksuit pants. So g'day, Marv. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, uh, page 83. Oh, yeah, I, I really wanted to mention this car. Adam Cecil's XP Falcon. Limpy is such a great Photoshop, man. I, I, I don't think I've ever in this entire time we've done this podcast used the word classic because it, it doesn't ring, it doesn't have a resonance for me. That's a fucking classic, yeah. man. I really love that photo. I really love that car. Um, it's just, that's perfect, that Photoshop there. That's what... It's got the little kind of what I call A9X reverse cowl, the, the car. That's a beautiful, beautiful car, mate. A, a, anybody, a guy that owns a Zonda or the guy that owns a Gemini would look at that car and go, mate, that's fucking beautiful. Oh, I just love the dish you can see on the back wheels and that photo straight up. Yeah, that's a really special little car, that thing. I, I couldn't I couldn't do this, mag, uh, this episode without uh, going to it. Page 91. Yes, sir. I want to ride this thing. That's fucking crazy, uh, isn't it? It's like, like a, yeah, it's like a new version of the old Madman Michigan motorbike that guy used to run at the drags years ago. I look at that. With a Chev small. I look at that and I get, I want to ride it. I do, mate. I honestly do. Uh, page 122. I'm keeping this one, too. This is a good one. Yes, sir. I'm here. This is great, eh? This is Donna this- Chapman's... Uh, Mac One Mustang. I love the photo. I love her hair. I love her shorts, her t- her shirt, her shoes, everything. It's a really interesting photo. I think that okay, it's a Mac One Mustang. It looks like you know kind of, but I really think that's a good photo for the magazine. And it's she's interesting, man. So I like a tattoo, a shirt, everything. That's pretty cool. Sam, what's your readers' right cover? Right. Oh man, I kind of struggle with this, eh? Like. I got to the first page of Reader's Rockets and I saw the blue HG Premier on yep. there. Yeah, so I got to page 142 and I got Chris Rust, his HG Premier. I saw that car, I was like, oh, that's my Reader's Rocket, hands down. Like, just straight away, I just fell in love with it. But then I turned the page. And unfortunately, I'm finding that every single Reader's Ride has something about it I really like. Like, I love that TE Cortina. I like the fact it's got a 2J in it. Like, I think that's really cool. And then you look at the, across the page, you look at the Hilux. The Hilux has got a Windsor in it with a tilt bed on the back. And then you go down to the bottom and you see that fucking really tough-ass bloody um, HJGDS. Like, every car's cool. But and then I had to pull out the whole thing we did when we did our review of the all-time best street car. I thought to himself, right, look at these four cars. Choose the one that I want to have in the garage and drive around the most. That took me back to Chris Rust's HG Premier. That's the winner for me. He had me at auto drags. That's fucking hilarious, man, because you're going to laugh at this. this. I'm reading directly off my notes. You ready? Yep. Readers rides. I'm going for a triple Simon. I'm sorry. In no particular order. Richard uh, Walker's V8 Hilux, yeah. 370 cubic inch Dart SPH. Uh, I don't know what SPH stands for. It's some sort of small block, but it's, it's got it's got the flares on it. How cool are the flares? That is cool. Yeah, it's like an SLR 5000 RN85. I've said for a long time that Jap Utes, I think, got a lot going for them. They're a full chassis, commercial brakes. You can get brand new panels off eBay for fucking less than a fucking blowjob. The wreckers are three deep for good cabs or whatever. In, in particular, the 90s Utes. You, you pull the dash apart in a 90s Japanese, 90s Japanese Ute, 20, 30-year-old Hilux, and you have a look, it's got all Nippon wiring, not Korean, mate. They're absolutely perfect. So I really enjoy that Ute, but I also chose, that's my reader's ride, but also is Lucky Tasua's HJGDS, the yellow one. Yeah, it looks cool. 450 cubic inch Dart small block with an 1150 CFM carby power glide. 5,600 RPM stall, the trans brake, huge reverse cowl, and that yellow, it's fucking tough enough. But And he's run 9, 6, 139 mile an hour. That's fucking well. crazy. So then also, also my readers ride as a 650 horsepower, six-cylinder Cortina. Um, it's got a 2J or Beyonce or something. I don't fucking understand. Some sort of fucking engine in it, Japanese thing or whatever. But um, it's blue. So I really like Fords in blue anyway. That thing's got the obviously the combo that I love of number plates and a parachute. No, that's a really tough car as well. And that's that thing too. Look what it's run. Nine thirty eight at hundred and forty three mile an hour. That's pretty fucking impressive. So for my thing I'm taking all three of them cars. I can't I can't pick one. So yeah, my readers right is all three. <laughs> right, fair enough, mate. So, mate, that wraps up our review of the May two thousand nineteen Street Machine magazine. Now of course this episode coming out on 
Thursday, must be May 1st. So this immediate weekend is Street Machine Magazine Drag Challenge. So hopefully everyone enjoys who's actually attending that and drive safely and run your good times and all the rest of it. And if you get any great photos or the like from Drag Challenge, you've got any good stories, just let us know. So of course, Drag Challenge runs Thursday, uh, Friday the 3rd, Saturday the 4th, Sunday the 5th, and Monday the 6th. Now, the Friday day is just scrutineering at Willowbank Raceway. The actual racing starts on Saturday the 4th. So if you're going to go and spectate or whatever the case may be, you want to check it out at Willowbank on Saturday the 4th, Warwick Raceway on Sunday the 5th, and back to Willowbank for Monday the 6th. So if you're out there, come and say day. We'll obviously be catching up with Gus and stuff, I'd say, there too. So, um, yeah. I hope you all have a great time, and um, I guess before we head off, mate, if you've got anything you want to send to us, please get in contact with us at thongslappers at optusnet.com.au, or you can find us on Instagram at the thongslappers. So, yeah. Okay, with um, the drag challenge, I know this all got fucked up last year and it wasn't your fault. Allow me to say this slowly, Simon. You ready? My address is 186 stromberg street townsville remember last year you couldn't find me to pick me up yeah man oh look i just took a wrong turn i ended up heading south yeah that was all that happened. honestly it wasn't your fault good everything i'm really looking forward to you picking me up mate it's gonna be so much fun yeah okay i'll, I'll definitely see you then right no problem so i would love to uh... <laughs> you know i'm just smiling while i'm saying that <laughs> hold on you know what simo <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, I'll catch you next episode. Don't forget, next episode, which is episode 33, we are doing the Bible studies on June 1987 issue of Street Machine Magazine. I can't fucking wait. All right, see you, mate.